You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. In his new documentary, No Impact Man, our guest today, Justin Shine, who's a co-director, follows New York City writer Colin Beaven and his family, who decide to completely eliminate their personal impact on the environment for one year. It means no elevators, no television, no cars, no buses, no airplanes. The list goes on. Even no garbage. No Impact Man opens this Friday, September 11th, at the Lemley Royal Theater in Los Angeles, and the following Friday at the University Town Center Theater here in Irvine. Justin Shine, welcome to Film School. Well, thanks for having me. How nice to be here. Oh, it's nice to have you. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm you know, excited to, to give birth to this movie and get, get some people talking, hopefully. Yeah. Now, now how, how does that feel? You know, I mean, are you, are you, are you nervous? Are you just kind of ready to get out of the blocks and start running around? Or are you, uh, you, you apprehensive? <laughs> no, it feels great. I mean, yeah. um, you know, we've had some screenings. We were at Sundance, which was great. And to be honest with you, the film really um, is made to be seen with an audience. Um, there's there's humor in it, and when you get people together and you hear them laughing, and also you know the idea is that people can watch the film and and leave the theater and and start talking about it. Yes. Um, so that that's what's really exciting to me. Now uh, you you mentioned Sundance. This did play on the the festival circuit generally right beyond sundance you played a few others yeah we played a few others um you know we tried to i mean we're trying to save a little bit of it for for the theatrical but yeah we were at sundance and uh at uh um silver docks and places like that and it, it was very well received you guys did well there yeah i think you know uh people seem to like it now i don't want to get too far away from this but i, t- I like to ask uh filmmakers who who played a little at least some part of the festival circuit What's that experience like for you? Is this something that helps uh, you uh, in any way refine the film, or do you, or is it just what? What is what was the experience of screening this at uh, Sundance and a few other festivals? Well, the film was pretty much done for Sundance, but you know there was a real rush to get it done. I mean, once we had sent them a, a rough cut of the film, and they they liked it, and and so I mean, one great benefit to that is it helps you. You know, lights a little fire under you and yeah. helps you get it done. Um, and you know, it helps get get the word out. And we we've formed some great partnerships. You know, coming off of Sundance, um, Oscilloscope is distributing the film, and we're you know really happy to have them on board. Now, now, did you you had a, a distributor going into Sundance? Sundance? No, we didn't. Oh, we so didn't. so that was what happened. You yeah. got Oscilloscope involved. Right. Now that's uh, Beastie Boy. Um, uh, his what's his name? Ad- is this Adams? Adam, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's doing. By the way, just as an aside, Oscilloscope has done some great films in the last since it's been just around a couple of years now, yeah. right? And yeah, it really distributed a lot of good it's, stuff. It's a, it's a great compliment to be partnered with them. Oh, so. yeah. some really good stuff. Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just wanted to find out about the yeah, the, festi- out of this the festival experience for you. There you go. Going Sorry nowhere. about that, Justin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how did you get interested in the project? Anyway, how did you get interested in, in Colin Beaven? What, what was the spark there? Um, well, actually, I have a co-director to the film, uh, Laura Gabbert, and she grew up with Colin's wife, Michelle. Um, so 
I had met them uh, before they started this crazy experiment and uh, uh, had dinner at their house, you know, take out with lots of plastic uh, a few years before they started. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I had always been, I've been interested in the environment, particularly issues of garbage. Um, and so when, you know, as a filmmaker, when you hear a kind of character-driven story that touches on some of your interests, you, you jump at it. Um, so we had dinner with... Uh, my wife, Eden Wormfeld, who's the producer of the film, uh, Laura, my co-director, and Michelle Conlon, who's Mrs. No Impact Man, had dinner about a week before the, um, the, the experiment was about to start. And we were like, we have to make a film about this. And Michelle was excited about that idea. You know, we were just left to try to convince Colin, who uh, took some convincing. You mean to do a film about it? To do a film, he yeah he was doing this this year long experiment, and he was going to write it you know document it in a book. He was going to blog it and then turn it into the book. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And what was um, his apprehension about it? What was the the problem there? Is he just like another author and kind of uh, internal, or was there another? Yeah. Well, issue? I, you know, when I when somebody is apprehensive about about my documenting their life, I think it shows signs of sanity actually. Cause, um, <laughs> You know, who wants a camera in, in your face? Yeah. And I also think that Colin had seen the year experiment as kind of a, a Walden-like year apart, you know, from the wow. craziness of his life. And so, you know, agreeing to have it documented was is a little risky. Um, but he also really was interested in this being an educational tool. And so we explained to him that we really thought a lot of people could be exposed to it through the film. So he had one condition. Uh, well... His main condition was yeah. he really wanted us to try to make it uh, the film in an, a sustainable way, uh-huh. um, which was a great challenge. Yeah, was it was it real really difficult, or was it just a matter of going down a list and figuring out what you were going to do, or did you have some difficulties in uh, accomplishing it? Well, it wasn't that difficult. I mean, documentaries, you know, especially the kind of cinema verite uh, films that I make, are, is pretty uh, small footprint. Um, but, you know, starting with not buying a new camera. Um, yeah. I was going to ask because, you what camera you used. Yeah, so. yeah we, we just stuck with our 100A you know, DV camera, um, and it was just really usually me with a, with a little camera and a wireless mic. But, you know, those wireless mics, you throw away two or four 9-volt batteries a day, and over the course of a year and a half, that could be a lot of waste. So we, we, we used uh, rechargeable 9-volts, so I used four batteries over the whole course of the film. Um, and then we decided not to use lights at all. Um, you know, Colin and Michelle were turning off the electricity in their house uh, about six months into the project, and so we decided to just, uh, you know, witness the, the the change from incandescent to candles, um, yeah. you know, with the camera. Well, it made a nice look to the film, too, though. It, it brought that into the audience, what, what you were dealing with, instead of having everything... Yeah, it's a little gritty and, you know, grainy, but I, but that's the way it was. And, you know, when it got too dark to film, I'd go home, which was fine with me. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I turned up the gain and, and would, um, you know, slow down the shutter a little bit when it was dark to try to get a little more light sensitivity out of the camera. Well, actually, there, in that vein, there's some nice shots of the, the, by candlelight of them, yeah, you know, playing shots. cards and just generally hanging out with... Uh, it's Isabella. Am I saying that correctly? Isabella, yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, it was nice. It was, and it's it, it just a nice contrast to... It's just It was some nice scenes in there with the dark. Well, thanks. Yeah. Now, now, Colin, 
and his wife Michelle weren't necessarily on the same page in this venture. Uh, she's she's uh, more of a consumer, I guess you'd say, than than uh, Colin is. And, and did you ever? I, I there is some stress that you see in the film itself. Did you edit anything out, like the time she threw the bottle at his head? Or <laughs> there were some some moments I, I, I we edited out. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's important as a um, you know. Uh, as a cinema verite filmmaker, to give my subjects the power to say, you know, turn off the camera. Um, and there were some moments when they when they did that. Um, and I feel like with that power, they they feel more empowered to let us film. Um, so, and also Colin and Michelle, as as storytellers in their own right, I mean, they're both journalists and writers. Um, understood that we needed to capture the ups and downs of this in order to make a, a compelling film. Um, but yeah, you know, there was that time where uh, Michelle and Colin got into a fight because Colin was making a mess <laughs> with all his stuff. I mean, yeah. that didn't didn't make the cut. But um, mm. yeah. and you know, thank God for Michelle's uh, difference. I mean, she came into this project in a very different place than yeah. Colin and yeah. had a, a much farther to go. Yeah, I, I liked I liked Michelle as a counterpoint to to Colin in this film. I thought she what she brought to. By the way, we're speaking with Justin Shine. The film is No Impact Man. It opens this Friday, this coming Friday, at theaters near you, and as well, well as we're here for Limley our broadcast area at yeah. Limley and and our broadcast area here in Orange County. Um, uh, and it, it's uh, and also along with Laura Gabbert is the co-director, along with Justin Shine. But she comes she comes into this party. Michelle, yeah. Michelle, what did I say? I'm well, sorry, you're, Michelle. You're good. Michelle uh, is basically the person who, as she describes herself, a high fructose uh, kind of gal. Likes her lattes and her. Uh, she likes to consume. She loves shopping, um, and uh, really, you see, you, you you see the arc of her story in this as well. It's kind of fun. Sure. Well, she. We really see her as kind of the uh, the viewer. That she provides uh, yeah. the viewer's position, and you know, most of us. Uh, or many of us are, you know, open to change and to you know issues of the environment, but we're kind of stuck in our habits. And she was very much in that place. And you know, through her experience, she kind of, uh, as she says, she woke up in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and Colin kind of plays the straight man to her yeah. humor. Yeah. Um, now, she she definitely provides the humor in this film. Colin yeah. is not your he's <laughs> not your live live wire in this. No. Uh, uh, at the at the festivals you've been at, at the screenings you've had so far, do you feel like uh, it's having a transformative effect on people that are watching? The way that it had a, a, a I call it a semi-transformative effect on Michelle's life. Well, you know, it's it's gratifying to get you know uh, to get calls or to talk to people who come up to me and say, you know, a day or two later, you know, that yeah, I enjoyed the film, but you know, then I was lying in bed or I was. You know, reaching to buy that bottle of water um, the next day, and I thought about the film, and it made me think twice. And yeah. you know that for for me, that's what it's all about: is to to start asking these questions about how we're living our lives, and um, you know maybe uh, start a dialogue that will lead us to make some different choices. Now, have you changed your life since making the film? I have. I mean, you know, it's hard to live or spend a year with these guys doing this and not um, make some changes. So. Uh, during the course of the of the filming, I had a son, and we decided to use the cloth diapers with him. And you know, I'm trying to line dry my laundry and compost and things like that. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, and a lot of it's just common sense, you know. I mean, bringing a cloth bag to the to the 
store is uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, I have to tell you, and what's nice about the film is it it, it doesn't let um, the uh, the subjects of the film off very easily in terms of <clears throat> people questioning the motivations and the rationales and all the rest of it for doing what they're doing. I like that they, you introduced into it some different voices because these are things that the audience is thinking. And uh, I thought they did a, a admirable, admirable job, a good job of answering a lot of this, as well as exposing their own foibles, their own, their own uh, not failures, but their own shortcomings in, in the regard in terms of trying to pull this whole idea together in a, in a way that they can live with. I thought they did a very nice job with that. Thanks. Well, we we were lucky to have some kind of uh, some characters that could provide some organic criticism uh, of the film, um, and you know they did get criticism from the right and the left, and um, praise from the right and the left. And you know, to me, that means we're touching a nerve in some way. So um, that was kind of a challenge. It was important to us to not just make a film version of Collins' year, but also to take a step back and look at it you know, uh, from a distance and show the criticism. Yeah. We're speaking with Justin Shine, the film is No Impact Man. Now, Colin had, uh, I'd say, he ended up being a spokesperson that he didn't expect to be. Did, did you see that change him? Did he transform during the ma- making of the film because, because of your presence there and because of what was happening? Well, you know, a few months into the film, there was a New York Times article about his project, and it kind of blew up into this huge media um, explosion that I don't, he wasn't uh, looking for. But all of a sudden, he, you know, every move he made, he, he felt like he was representing the project, and that was difficult for him. Um, but in the course of making it, I think he began to see that, you know, there was as much value in... Um, you know, political action and discussing this and education as there was in, you know, the little everyday minutiae of the project. Um, So I do feel like that was a big change for him in uh, seeing the value of both personal and and kind of political action. Also, I think he just kind of um, unclenched a little bit, and he uh, kind of uh, took a deep breath and and stopped worrying so much about the little things and about Michelle's following the rules. well, it's interesting because uh, it, I think this New York Times article came in, came out about five months into this year-long project, right? And suddenly he's he's the, the, as they put it, as they said in the film, the biggest picture they'd ever seen on the front uh, of a, uh, a New York Times uh, article, and then the Colbert Report, and then uh, just a number of other things, which obviously puts into a whole other level. And I wonder, uh, just in your dealings with Colin over that period of time. Did you ever feel like he was maybe at some point thinking, "Well, a whole year, I don't. It's like I don't know if I'm ready for a whole year of this." And then once this thing hit, did did it add extra burden on him to feel that he had to finish a year? In other words, if he got eight months into it and said, "You know what? We did everything we wanted to do. Let's. That's enough." Did you feel like that maybe put him in? I've got to stay. I've got to hang in here for a whole year because now it means more. Than just my project, it means more than that. Well, I think definitely, it definitely added stress for him. Um, yeah. You know, because all of a sudden he was a public figure; he was being recognized. You know, and when you're being recognized for being no impact man, you know, God forbid, <laughs> you know, you blow your nose with a with a paper, you know, with a tissue. Um, yeah. And so that was stressful for him. But you know, I think he's kind of embraced 
the, the educational opportunities of this. So uh, he's become more at ease with kind of uh, being public. Um, so okay. uh, I, I think he's kind of grown into it. I guess what I'm asking, he would have done a year no matter what. Even yeah, you know, the, the year, the first, you know, six months of the year were the, were, were the hardest part. I mean, those, you know, they had to make the most changes and kind of uh, the shock of change and getting out of their habits. Um, and in the film, that's in the heart of the film and the conflict happens in those first six months. And the rest of the year kind of um, was enjoying the benefits of mm-hmm. it for them. Mm-hmm. Now there's a subplot in the film where where Michelle wants to have another kid, and yeah. so that happens towards the end of the year for them. But in terms of the project, um, it, it was really kind of uh, downhill after the first six months. And there's there's some moments in the film I really enjoyed, which was them learning to uh, do their laundry. Uh, did they did they maintain the the so the bathtub routine of cleaning their own clothes? You way. mean after the year ended? No, no, I just mean during the court. They did that for the whole year. I, I was just, I was kind of unsure whether or not that... They did. I mean, as far as I yeah. knew, I, yeah. I wasn't there all the time, <laughs> okay. but that's, uh, you know, I would come over and there'd be laundry hanging all over the house, yeah. and yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was a nice moment, kind of, uh, Michelle thought Colin was out of his mind, and uh, yeah. it kind of brought them together. Yeah, and that's what, that's one of the nice, that is one of the humanizing things about this film. There are many, but this is one of them. When uh, Colin says, "Why can't this be the year that we lost you, you lost thirty pounds, or the year that uh, your pre diabetic uh, condition is t- cured?" Or I, I mean, there's a number of ways he framed it yeah. and when he was talking about it. And I think you know, yeah, it doesn't just have to be the year that we decided to go off the grid, and it could be a lot more than that. Yeah, no, and th- I mean that's a very important part of of the of Colin's project is that he feels like I think they feel like it was a net positive in terms of their family in terms of their parenting you know, they got rid of their TV and you know they started eating you know local organic and I think that it was uh, yeah. it was very there's a lot of joy there yeah, it's it's funny the way those different things well would affect us and affected them taking away the TV it seemed to have a a, a very plus effect at least in the scenes you captured and I, I've always thought it unusual for a group of people to be sitting around staring at a box, and and without that there, they were forced to look at each other. So there's there's that positive going on without the television, and and the same with their shopping habits. They they were forced to to actually uh, buy things that uh, where they got to meet the people who were actually involved in the production of it rather yeah. than on the outside. So it's. To me, the the project seemed like a, a, a very much of a plus. Did did you get that feeling? Like you say, after six months, was that a turning point, and they were, they were feeling good about it? Yeah, I think that they they really felt like they were starting to build a community, and yeah. you know um, that has a ripple effect that 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 applies to the way we treat the environment. You know, we're, when we throw a piece of garbage on the ground, it's you know you're you're living in a community, and we all have a responsibility. And also, you know, they, they got to know the farmers at the farmer's market, and they actually went and visited them and um, and got to see the food that they were eating and where it was grown. And um, and I think that they had a lot of fun with that. Well, I, I, you know, it's, it's more acute for me now, having seen the film, but, I mean, it's something that um, I'm just going to bring in a personal, my personal observation. Oh, no. Sure. I know this is this is where it gets scary. This is where things usually go off the rails, Justin. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. um, really but, yeah, so, uh, no, plastic. 
I'm just going to say that. I'm, I'm going I'm to echo the graduate and Dustin Hoffman here, but plastic. I'm, right. I'm telling you, everything that I, I, I go to a, what I consider a relatively progressive store. I'll, I'll name the initials, TJ. Uh, and, okay. and, and people, you know, I'm think jealous. of it as, as, as somewhat of a kind of a, but everything in that store, as much as I love it, is, is encased in plastic. And when you come home and you th- and you have unwrapped your 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 vegetables and and all the other stuff that you've bought, and realize that you've just thrown away a, just a, a barrel full of tr- of plastic in the process, and the effect that that is having on the environment, I I think if no other thing happens in in our reexamining our life and our and our and our relationship to food, if we can get away as he puts as uh, Colin puts in the film, it really upsets him when he sees things wrapped in plastic. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, it's, it's, and it's, I mean, I think that was one of the hardest things for them is, is trying to make no garbage. And yeah. that, I mean, you can't go into a store without getting things triple wrapped. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. When you start thinking about it, then you start seeing these things that you kind of just took for granted, you know, reaching for that box of cereal that's cardboard, you know, you know, wrapped in something, wrapped in something. And, yeah. and on top of that, I mean, you know, we all feel kind of placated if we recycle our plastic without really realizing that it's being shipped to China to be turned into something else and shipped back here. And that, you know, we need to reduce is the most important part of the reduce, reuse, recycle paradigm. By the way, we we've, we have been, had the good fortune of having uh, Captain Thomas Moore on uh, on one of our shows. And uh, the, the, speaking of being shipped over to China, it doesn't always make it to China, by the way. The plastic gyre that's floating around in the, in the size of basically the United States yeah. out there in the middle of the Pacific that is essentially a waste dump of nothing but small plastic material. I don't know how much you know about it, but... Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's horrifying. Yeah. yeah, it's horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. And uh, so that's my that's my tangent. Your beef, your, your I'm done. Okay, we can go back yeah. to Justin. What other what other films uh, have you worked on besides No Impact Man? Is this? Um, you know, I've worked on uh, quite a few. I've been you know most of the work that I do is as a cameraman for other people's cinema verite films. Um, just recently, there was a film called Pressure Cooker in theaters. Um, oh yeah, and uh, about the up, uh, about the 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 the, the cooks the the. the the mentoring yep. that goes on with the yeah okay we saw that and uh, you know I I got the, uh, the good fortune of traveling with Kofi Annan for a year making a film about him uh, and the UN and um, this fall there's a film called um, uh, called uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's escaped me um but you know actually I'm working on a film about Mayor Vishner who's the uh, gardener in No Impact Man wow. he's the, oh really. The guy that kind of provides some of the criticism of Colin, yeah, um, the local color. He, he really, yeah, that. he's he he's a cool guy. The, yeah, yeah, I, I, he's a uh, he's an old yippie. Was a yeah. was a good friend of uh, Jerry Rubin and Abby Hoffman, ah. and so he's uh, trying to get by in this new world. He's a no nonsense guy. You could there, you have no impact man, and you have no nonsense, no nonsense man. man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I really enjoyed him in the film. Well, this is a terrific film. It's uh, you know it is opening. Uh, it opened, I believe, last week. Uh, we it's going to open, but this it's Friday opening here in Southern California. Yeah, at the Lemley in Thank Los you. Angeles, and then the following Friday here in Irvine at uh, the uh, right across the street from the university at the University Town Center. Great. Justin, well, I hope everybody enjoys it. Justin okay. Shine, thank you so much. The film is No Impact Man. Thank you for being here on film. Thanks School. a lot. It was fun.
To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at kuci.org slash filmschool.com.